Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> And we are underway. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by Bet MGM, the king of sports books. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And on today's episode, we're going to run through our top five players at each skill position, discuss players who are especially high and low on this week, and throw out a player prop for each position. Here to help me break it down, one of the most accurate fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, definitely had a much better week, both on and off the field. Uh, bounced back <laughs> with the winning week. Uh, I left the house. I went out for a little bit. Nice. For Monday night football. Uh, didn't get crazy, trust me. Uh, so looking forward to uh, Thursday night where we might get a little crazier uh, at the Laker game, but uh, definitely oh, yeah. feeling a lot better. So how, how are you doing? That's great. Uh, yeah, bad week for me, but uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. I had my worst betting week. Uh, oh, damn. So, got a rebound. I mean, it was bound to happen. It was on like a two right, year and a half heater. But uh, yeah, got yeah. a rebound this week. Uh, sure. We each, we each went 2 0 on each other's props last week. So, uh, all so those the, book, hit. the book got killed? Yeah, the book got killed. Is that killed. how I should think about it? Damn. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so, we'll see. How that goes, but uh, yeah, let's get right into it for this week with quarterbacks. Who you got in your top five? Let's see. So my top five, I have Lamar Jackson, number one uh, this week. Uh, and then I have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, number four, because that that knee injury, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and then Justin Herbert, number five. Yeah, I, that is, that's a good point on Hurts. I still have him number two. I have Jackson one, Hurts two, Mahomes three. Uh, Josh Allen Ford, yeah, Herbert five, but uh, yeah, we'll see what's up with uh, with Jalen Hurts. Definitely something to monitor. Like the matchup uh, against Washington, but uh, I thought you said yeah. uh, Jackson Mahomes there for a second, ranked two. Oh but... yeah, no, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just keep him keep him away from Taylor. That's what the fifties are saying. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Who are you high on this week? Uh, so I mean, it's probably a week late, but uh, I'm high on Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, he, he is definitely starting to heat up with back-to-back 300 plus yard passing games against two solid defenses too, you know, in the Jaguars and Browns last week. 
Um, you know, I, I said Gardner Minshew taking over for Anthony Richardson's a really good sign for, uh, you know, Michael Pittman and Josh Downs just because the passing volume would be higher. But I didn't think, you know, Gardner Minshew uh, would break out quite like this. Um, and he has he has another tougher matchup against the Saints this week. Uh, but they, they've had a very easy schedule of opposing quarterbacks, so they might be a tad overrated. So I have Gardner Minshew as like a solid QB2 streaming option this week. Uh, and just looking at, you know, the rest of the season, he has a much easier schedule going forward. Uh, so he could get even better. Um, you know, he probably won't turn into a top 10 quarterback, but he's a decent like medium term replacement for uh, people that have like Justin Fields that are looking for like a couple weeks of streaming uh, quality uh, quarterback play. So uh, he opens the week as my QB 14. Granted, there are 10 quarterbacks within a point of him. So we could see uh, quite a bit of shuffling in my rankings by the time we get to Sunday, but at least to open the week, uh, I'm, I'm very high on Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's my QB 15, so I'm right there with you. Nice. Um, that Saints defense does make me a little nervous, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he's been he's been putting up numbers. You can't really complain. The Colts have been playing a lot better than expected. I know they dropped that game out of Cleveland, but I think if anyone looked at the Colts after seven games and they were three and four and Minshew was putting up those kind of numbers, they'd be all right. Uh, I am high on Dak Prescott. I have him uh, as a startable quarterback this week uh, which hasn't always been the case but I have him uh inside the top 10 this week he's QB 17 in ECR and basically it comes down to him going against the Rams defense which is uh not very good against the past 20th in DVOA so uh, I think this is a game you know coming off the bye I'm sure they'll fix some things I'm sure they'll still want to run the ball but uh, I do think that this is a, a softer matchup. And as you mentioned, a lot of quarterbacks on by, some quarterbacks you know, on the fringe in tougher matchups. So I uh, like this one for uh, Prescott against the Rams. Yeah, you beat me to the outline. I was uh, I had the same <laughs> quarterbacks as you. But, uh, yeah, I'm high on him as well. And, you know, just with Tony Pollard really struggling on the ground this year, uh, he shined as a pass catcher. I, I could see them just becoming more pass-heavy. Uh, same thing, you know, around the goal line, you know, Dak only has one multi-touchdown game through the air, uh, and Pollard's been struggling around there. So could set up for, you know, a big second half of the season for Dak. So I, I'm high on him as well. Who, which quarterback low on? I'm low on Matthew Stafford, uh, against the Cowboys. Um, you know, he was my QB eight last week, uh, and opens week eight as my QB 20. It's funny how just much of a difference it, it makes when there's six teams on a bye versus zero and having just a tougher matchup against the Cowboys will, you know, have a quarterback drop that much in my rankings. But, you know, the Cowboys have allowed the fourth fewest points per game against quarterbacks. Again, you know, they're another team that's had a really easy schedule of opposing quarterbacks. Uh, but they're still, you know, solid defense with Micah Parsons um, and Gilmore there. So, you know, Stafford's been struggling lately. You know, he's been held under 235 yards in three straight games. Um, obviously, that's still more than enough to support not one, but two wide receiver ones in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, but they're essentially their entire offense right now. So Stafford himself, you know, just seems as more of a mid-range, maybe low-end QB2 option this week. I think there's a lot of much better options, especially in that streaming uh, discussion. So I'm a bit lower on Stafford this week. Yeah, Stafford is, you know, been a little bit disappointing considering getting cut back. You know, you thought he could put up, 300 yards week in week out but he hasn't really done that uh I am low on Russell Wilson he is the QB 14 in ECR I have him outside the top 15 
uh, going against this Kansas City defense again, number four in pass defense DVOA. Kansas City's been playing really well. Uh, you know, that, this might be their best defense that they've had in the Mahomes era. And we just saw Russ go 13 of 22 for 95 yards <laughs> against this defense. Uh, a touchdown, a couple of picks, uh, and only 31 yards rushing. So he didn't really make up for it on the ground and, and took four sacks. Just really didn't look comfortable. Uh, didn't look like guys were getting open against Kansas City, which is not surprising. And you never know when Denver is going to end up fire sailing. You know, Judy might be on a move. So even Sutton, so you don't know what kind of receiving core he's even going to have this week yeah. as, we, as we talk on Tuesday. So either way, uh, even if he's got his full complement, just what we've seen against this defense from him and what we've seen from this defense, uh, I don't think you can trust him this week. Yeah, great. Uh, three straight games under 200 yards passing. Uh, no way you can trust him this week. All right, let's go quarterback prop. Let's go with Gardner Minshew. Uh, passing yards, let's go 235 and a half. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, well, I have, I have it at 235. Okay. Um, so that's a really good line. Uh, I can't believe you couldn't give me at least a couple yards of buffer here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, that's exactly where I have it, to be honest with you. So, yeah. I'm just giving you the well, line. yeah, no, I know. I figured. <laughs> Man. Sometimes I, 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 you know, fudge him a little bit, but this is just my, I'm just, I'm just curious as how you're projected mentioned because it's, you know, on one hand you have him putting up yardage, but on the other hand, yeah. the Saints defense has been on, on point. Like even Trevor Lawrence last year, yeah. only like 204 yards. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to go under there. I still like him. Uh, obviously, you know, the rushing output last week isn't something we could bank on. We can right. count. Uh, yeah. Two, what? Two touchdowns with his legs and like 30 yards. Uh, but I, I still think, you know, there, there should be, you know, some passing touch on upside. They, they do have a pretty high team total. I think it's around 22 and a half. Um, so I think you could get there with like a couple passing touchdowns. But I'm going to lean under here, the 235 and a half. Like I said, I have it at 235 exactly. So I am very close uh, to your projection right. here. It'll be interesting. And, and you know what everyone loves, Sean? And that's compliments. Compliments are guaranteed after making the leap to skincare with Caldera Lab. And I'm talking about how you look today and 20 years from now. The results are incredible in little time. Men's skincare and Caldera Lab are the perfect pair for you to look and feel your best. Super easy to add to your morning and nightly routine. Clear skin, less wrinkles, and signs of aging. Enough said. Caldera Lab skincare. Join the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab to show your best first impression this fall. Now, Caldera Lab knows the skincare world is heavily female-driven and has long been the wild, wild west for men. That's why they're making the solution simple with just three steps. One, the clean slate, which is a face wash to start and end your day. Two, the base layer, which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin. Uh, And three is the good, which is an eye serum you can put on at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive deal. Use code TAN at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code TAN at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions with Caldera Lab. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by Bet. 
MGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Running back, Sean, we got top five for week eight. All right, so this is a fun one. Uh, I have Christian McCaffrey number one, obviously. Uh, <laughs> next up, I have Jameer Gibbs. Okay. Uh, I can't believe it, but that's where he is right now. Uh, and then, you know, more of the standard Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, Tony Pollard to wrap it up. Ah, interesting. I got uh, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, uh, ETN, and, and Eckler. Nice. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming David Montgomery is out. Uh, to get Jameer Gibbs up to number two, there's there's a chance Montgomery returns this week. I hope he does. Uh, but it was fun to see if if Montgomery is out. Uh, how high I have Jameer Gibbs in my rankings. How are you projecting that backfield right now? By the way, uh, yeah, Monty returning at least like getting some touches. No, nah, I don't. Oh. Nah. I just have I just have Gibbs and Reynolds and some like a yeah. carry for the third guy. Uh, yeah, so Gibbs is my sixth, so he's right there. Oh, okay. He's not, okay, not so far. I'm not that crazy. Uh, no, just no. you know, he he probably would have seen a much bigger workload if the Lions had the ball uh, yeah. for, for like any amount of time uh, against the Ravens. But it was such a blowout. He didn't. He saw 11 carries, but I think it could have been a lot more. Great matchup against Vegas. So yeah, like he could be a top five running back this week. Uh, who are you high on? I am high on Chuba Hubbard uh against the you know the Texans this week and you know a few weeks ago I, I came up with a new metric uh I called it expected rostership percentage so what I did was I I used my like running back upside ratings where I estimate you know the what the running back's value would be rest of season if the starting running back were healthy uh if the starting running back were out of the lineup um and also factoring the percent chance that the backup could even overtake the starting running back and you know Hubbard led the way by far with like a plus 24% rating. I thought he should have been rostered in 24% of leagues or more. Um, So it was criminal how available uh, he was in most leagues. Um, And sure enough, it looks like he's forced at least a, you know, 50-50 committee with Sanders, at least short term. Um, So, you know, he should be a high-end RB3 flex this week against the Texans. Uh, And there is, you know, a real chance he just ends up becoming the Panthers lead back outright. Um, not to mention, you know, Sanders is also dealing with growing shoulder injuries the past few weeks. I don't even know if he's going to be ready after the bye. So uh, I am once again begging you people just to stop puddle jumping from, you know, Keontae Ingram to Latavius Murray, whoever the flavor of the week is, and just add Chuba Hubbard if he's available. Uh, he shouldn't be, but he is he is a great long-term option, short-term option. He should be rostered in pretty much every league, and he has a great matchup this week. Um, moving on, uh, Emery DiMarcado uh, against the Ravens uh, this week. Uh, I like him as like an RB3 flex option. Uh, but, you know, not only did DiMarcado remain the lead passing bet for the you know Cardinals last week, uh, he also took over as the early down back and short yards back. So uh, he became the true workhorse back for the Cardinals this week. Uh, Keontae Ingram played one snap. Uh, so, you know, he has been completely taken over. Um, you know, I didn't expect that total dominance for DiMercato in terms of usage, but he is clearly, you know, the, the, the lead back going forward until Connor can return. 
And while this this is, you know, a tougher matchup against the Ravens, since he is the pass catching back, it should be a trailing game script. I think he could still get there with like a handful of catches. So uh, I'm trusting him, even though there's no teams on a bye this week, as like an RB3 uh, flex uh, option this week. Yeah, it, uh, that was surprising. It's kind of tough. He's, I mean, this is the new Shanahan backfield, I feel like, from back in the day where it's you just never <laughs> yeah. know who's going to touch the ball. Because, I mean, everyone was on Demarcado the week before. He did nothing, and it was Ingram, and now Ingram just you know, And we also saw Damian Williams come out yep. of nowhere with, you know, nine touches or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's unpredictable. But I think as of now, we can at least safely assume that it is Demarcado, at least for the short term. Um, but yeah, th- this was going to be unpredictable. I had the Keontae Ingram under his rushing prop. And at one point we were just rooting for him to play a snap. So the prop <laughs> could be valid. Like he didn't play a single snap the first half. I guess he came in like briefly for one play in the second half, but yeah, that was just bizarre to see him completely, you know, phased out like that. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it, it does worry me. Cause I, yeah, I don't yeah. know who, who is going to, I, I mean, it's gotta be one of those three cause they're, they've released Tony Jones. So I guess they'll probably elevate. Williams again and yeah that was really weird uh I am high on Devin Singletary Singletary the Texans are coming off a bye so people might not remember that Singletary (laughs) and Damian Pierce split touches 13 apiece in the last game against the Saints before the bye and Singletary outsnapped Pierce 54 percent to 33 percent sees a lot more work in the passing game and had only one fewer carry. So uh, that is something that I did hear, you know, the coach coaches staff for the Texans kind of talk about how, you know, Pierce was, was leaving some yardage on the field. And then lo and behold, uh, Singletary outsnaps him in that next game. So I think coming out of the bye, uh, probably should expect a 50, 50 split or somewhere around there uh, with these two, but there's a chance Singletary could continue to operate as that number one, back because you know different scheme than Pierce had last year with the with Slowick coming in so Singletary's just played better uh, in that scheme and they are going against this Carolina defense that's dead last in DVOA against mm-hmm. the run so it's a great matchup but Pierce, uh, Singletary is the RB 41 in consensus I have him as the RB 30 so like him and Cam Akers as well he's the RB 58 in consensus uh, I think he's uh going to start eating into Alexander Madison's work. Well, we saw that mm-hmm. in the Monday night game. The snap counts was 37 for Madison, 27 for Akers. So about 53% for Madison, 39% for Akers. So uh, now you're going against a Green Bay defense that struggles on the ground. They are 26th in DVOA against the run. And we saw Akers closing out that game for Minnesota when they had a lead you know, late in the game in that fourth quarter, it was Akers, not Madison on the field. So that's kind of indicative of, you know, it, we might finally be seeing a change in of the guard. So another backfield where I think it could be you know, a lot closer to 50-50 uh, than we've seen in the past. So like Akers uh, as a, you know, kind of flex option this week, whereas yep. he's still way out there uh, in ECR. Yeah, that was uh, bound to happen. Uh, you know, Akers eating into Madison's work. Uh, love the Singletary call. He he reminds me of like Chuba Hubbard where he's technically the backup, but any given week um, he could leapfrog Damian Pierce. And that seems to be underway. Uh, so yeah, I love that call as well. Who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Brian Robinson again this week. Uh, I was low on him last week because I, I hinted there was a chance that Chris Rodriguez was going to start eating into his early down work. 
Um, and that's what happened. You know, Rodriguez managed to outrush uh, Robinson on seven carries versus Robinson's eight carries. Uh, and like I said last week, Robinson can't afford to lose any early down work just because Antonio Gibson's already dominating the passing down work. Uh, the commanders are just a pass heavy team in general this year under Eric Bieniemy, uh, So there isn't much, you know, early down work to go around. Um, but now it, th- this is, you know, forming into potentially more of a 50, 50 committee. I mean, next week, Chris Rodriguez could go back to having zero touches for all I know, but uh, he, he was the more efficient back and we were kind of worried about that anyways, heading into the season. So, uh, Robinson's going up against the the Eagles elite run defense should be a you know trailing pass heavy game script. I don't know why the ECR has Robinson at RB twenty seven right now, but I'm outside of my top thirty five. Uh, and then my other running back I'm alone will be pretty controversial. It's Deontay Foreman. Um, you know he looked amazing last week. I I can't keep calling him Dollar Store Derrick Henry right now. He's He's basically present day Derrick Henry. <laughs> I mean, he's looked legit. So um, he had the perfect game script uh, in the blowout against the Raiders last week. You know, Roshan Johnson missed another game due to, you know, he's still in the concussion protocol. Um, although there is a belief he can return this week. Uh, and I'm at the point where even if Roshan Johnson returns, I still think Foreman has earned the right to be the lead back going forward. Um, so I think Roshan will only cut into his early down work a little bit. But you know, this is uh, you know, a matchup against the Chargers where I think they're, what, 10-point underdogs. It's going to be a more pass-heavy game script. That's not really a great game script for four men. So we could see Roshan, Darrington Evans, Travis Homer really start to eat into his receiving usage. So I'm a little bit down on four men this week, assuming Roshan Johnson returns. Yeah, I mean, this this Bears backfield now, you know, it seems like a wet-down spot. You know, they beat the Raiders starting a backup. Now they got to go play – Played a much tougher matchup. Chargers yeah. coming off a bunch of a couple of losses, so I am low on Alexander Madison, which you know is just kind of the opposite of being high on Acres. But Madison's the uh, RB twenty seven in ECR. I have him outside the top twenty five, uh, closer to thirty. Uh, he again only outsnapped Acres by ten snaps. He's been averaging fewer yards per carry than Acres on the year, uh, fewer yards per catch than Acres on the year. And in that fourth quarter, Madison got two touches. Acres got five, and Acres five were the last five, and that was a close game down the stretch. So uh, that that could signify changing of the guard. I don't think you want to have to start Madison if you can help it. Now I know everyone's running back depth is just eviscerated, so you might have to. But I, I would just temper expectations, and hopefully you can start him as you know flex or something. You don't have to start him as an RB two. And uh, Aaron Jones as well. You know Minnesota is number twelve in run defense DVOA and we just haven't really seen Aaron Jones handle the same kind of workload that you know we've seen him handle in the past I don't know uh exactly where his health is at but you know, he had a game where he should have had a, a good game against the Denver Broncos and AJ Dillon had 17 touches Jones only had 11 and I, I just don't know if we can count on Jones to get you know enough of this backfield share going forward with Dylan, you know, 56% of the snaps last game to Jones is 36. Um, you know, it might be Dylan more in that Jones role from last year. So uh, I don't think he should be a top 20 back. He's RB 19 uh, in ECR, but uh, another guy I think is more of a, you know, flex RB three flex option than a RB two this week. All right. Where are you going for your prop? 
Well, since you're high on Acres and low on Madison, uh, you're going to love this prop. Uh, I had this before I saw who you're high and low on, but we're, we're going to compare the two Okay. in rushing yards. So Alexander Madison versus Cam Akers in rushing yards. There is a spread here. Uh, okay. I have Alexander Ma- Madison minus six and a half yards. Who are you taking? Oof. I will go. Give me Acres because, yeah. you know, I have two outs. I have outs where Madison can continue to be less efficient. Uh, and Ooh, I have yeah. the out of Acres who could just leapfrog him. So I'll take Acres. That's a good line. Um, you know, I think yeah. you still expected Madison to have a couple more carries, but uh, it's gotten a lot closer. So, yeah. Wide receiver, who are your top five? Uh, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, and uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, yep, I got – actually, no. Diggs actually just – Diggs Giggs is number one. So I have Diggs number Oh, one. nice. Kill <laughs> number two. Uh, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, and uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, nice. Do you have A.J. Brown right there? Uh, versus Tyreek. Let's see. Wait, where, where do you have A.J. Brown? Third. Oh, third. Okay. Yeah, because he's going for um, what is it like game number four or five uh, in a row with like 125? He could break the record. Yeah, I mean he's definitely separated himself from yeah. Devontae Smith, and yeah, he has five straight games with at least 127 receiving yards. So yeah, one more I think he breaks the record. So this is similar to like Week 18, you know, where we talk about incentives and things for props. Uh, I think they're going to try to get him there. So something to consider when it comes to his. I guess is you know projections for this week and is uh, player prop. Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Drake London. Finally, I get to be high on Drake London. But uh, you know he's really starting to heat up uh, with six or more receptions and three straight games. You know he's seeing a much higher target share week to week. Um, and this is just a great matchup against a pass funnel Titans defense. They rank dead last in DVOA against number one wide receivers. Uh, and there's probably no clearer number one wide receiver in the league than Drake London. Um, and, you know, I, I have him as my wide receiver 22 this week, and ECR still has him outside of the top 30. I don't I don't get it uh, based on the matchup and his recent play, but I, I'm super high on Drake London this week. I, I've been waiting for a while to say that. Uh, and I'm still high on Josh Palmer. I, I don't get why ECR still so low on him, but uh, not sure what he has to do to, to prove it to people, but – Uh, he's continuing to produce without Mike Williams. Last week, he had that massive five-catch, 133-yard game. Uh, Has another – he has an easy matchup this week against the Bears. Um, And I think, you know, the Quentin Johnson is already a bust hype is overblown, I think. Um, You know, he he was going to have some growing pains. He's not quite ready uh, for the big leagues yet. And he was just kind of forced into the elevated role uh, due to Mike Williams being out. But that's kind of benefited, you know, Palmer, at least in the short term. Um, you know, Herbert's just looking his way. He's the clear number two receiver right now. Uh, so he's my wide receiver 19. Uh, again, he's in my top 20 this weekend. Like I said, ECR has him outside the top 30 still at uh, wide receiver 35. Drake London's looking really good, uh, making plays every game. And Palmer had the big game. Uh, and this is much easier matchup for Palmer. So I uh, like him as well. I'm high on Garrett Wilson. Uh, he is... My wide receiver, 22. He's wide receiver, 25 in ECR. Uh, I think it's a good matchup for him going against the Giants. They are 23rd in DVOA against number one wide receivers. Wilson continues to be on the field almost every snap, playing about 97% of the pass snaps. And, you know, coming off the bye, might 
sweep on him a bit, but he put up a pretty good game uh, last time out, 90 yards. And uh, I think, you know, if any, he's the Jets passing game right now. You know, there's really nobody <laughs> else. You got Cobb and Lazard, all these former Packers. So, uh, you know, Zach Wilson's been a little bit better as of late. And uh, I think against this ma- in this matchup, uh, I think you're going to get some one-on-ones because we know Wink likes to blitz. So, uh, like Garrett Wilson here with the Jets going against the Giants. Where did you have him ranked again? Uh, 22. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like wide receiver 20, actually. I was I was surprised. Yeah, like finally. Finally, Garrett Wilson's, uh, you know, thriving with Zach Wilson under center. Uh, who are you low on at wide receiver? Uh, I'm low on Nico Collins. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've been high on Nico Collins for like three years now. I think I was two years too early, but um you know he's finally having his breakout year however just this week I'm a little bit lower on him uh I have him at wide receiver 30 ECR is super high on him but he's wide receiver 19 right now uh and this really has nothing to do against Collins specifically just wanted to mention just how crowded the Texans wide receiver room could be this week but uh you know Noah Brown returned uh the week before the bye um and whether we agree with the decision or not he could command plenty of snaps uh, going forward. Um, and then Tank Dell could return this week as well, just making this wide receiver room even more crowded. Um, and, you know, Collins has been topping out around a 75% routes run rate. So he's just been really efficient in his routes. You know, he's commanded a really high target share. Um, and we've also seen Dalton Schultz uh, starting starting to see like a really good boost in target rate. So uh, just could see like a slight dip in production from Nico. He's still probably a must start in most formats. I just view him as more of a wide receiver three option than like almost a mid range wide receiver two like ECR right now. So just a little bit lower on Nico this week. Uh, And then I'm low on DeAndre Hopkins. You know, it sounds like we're going to get some sort of combo of Will Levis and Malik Willis under center this week. Uh, We'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Not that Tannehill has been great this year. Uh, but this is just a mess, and it's really going to hurt someone like a top target like DeAndre Hopkins anytime you inject this sort of volatility. Uh, and he typically needs like a ton of volume to really produce in fantasy, so uh, this could be just a more run-heavy game plan than usual for uh, the Titans. So he's he's actually outside of my wide receiver flex tier right now with zero teams on a bye, uh, so he's probably a sit this week in most leagues. Yeah, Hopkins is way, way out of there. He's outside my top 40 as well. Yeah. Um, just a lot of question marks with that Tennessee passing game without uh, Tannehill in the lineup. Uh, I am low on Cortland Sutton this week. He's the wide receiver 27 in ECR, but he's going against Kansas City. They're number two in DVOA against number one wide receivers. And Sutton's been getting kind of lucky with his fantasy production. He scored in four of his past five games, uh, but without those touchdowns, he would have been in low sing- mid to low single digits uh, in half PPR in each of those games. So I think in this one, you know, there's a, like he's going to eventually not catch a touchdown. <laughs> and when he does, I just don't see the efficiency being able to make up for, especially the way Russell Wilson played. Uh, a couple weeks ago against this Kansas City defense. So I think Sutton's pretty risky. I have him outside my top 30 uh, this week. In I think wide receiver 35. So I'm about eight spots lower than than ECR on Sutton. Right there with you. He's my wide receiver 37. All right. Let's see. What do we want to do for prop? Let's go Jameson Williams. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Good luck setting this one. 
So let's go with. Yeesh. This is such a tough one. I have my guess written down this time. What did he do last week? Let's see. Nothing. Zero. Oh, zero. <laughs> Zip zero. The typical Jameson Couldn't, couldn't say I didn't Harris. warn anybody. Can't say I more, didn't warn more anybody. Run, like three times as many routes run. Yep. Um, six targets, no catches. <laughs> oh, he had six targets? I didn't know. Bro. Oh, He's, man. Uh, now it brings him to a, a cool five catches on 21 career targets. Yeah, well, to be <laughs> fair, he is a deep target, but still, that's that's not good. <laughs> It's not. not. It's not. Not good. 33% not... catch rate this year. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to go. This is brutal, man. 26 I can't believe you. 26 Oh, I got to go under. Yep. Um, but that's that's a good line. It, it's not even going to be close, right? It's not going to be like 20. Yeah. He's averaging four. like a little over 13 a catch. So I'm just, I just essentially, I, I didn't, well, like, I just took two times, like two catches. Can I get two catches? It's <laughs> going to be zero or 50. Let's face yep. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Antoine Green getting more routes is just another that. player running wind sprints. So it uh, gives him, a, I guess, a chance. But I think, you know, yeah, like Jameer Gibbs running more routes hurts somebody like him. I, it's just, I can't believe you did that to yourself. Just setting a median projection for Jamison Williams right now is pretty much <laughs> impossible. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fun <laughs> one, though, because I think, I mean, I just try to set them the ones that are like tough to project yeah. and that people might. Because I know people that, you know, if you have Jamison Williams, you're probably like, all right, where am I going to get to use him? And he had a touchdown. He looked good. And then all of a sudden, you know. You know what I'm going to do next week? I'm going to I'm going to do that. Will he finish between? Like, will he finish between 13 and a half and 31 and a half yards? Like inside or outside of that? That's going to be the fun way to project him. (laughs) <laughs> what a nightmare what i mean on this pod that was the guy i was low on last week so that uh yeah. it's you know and on the season too right <laughs> an all-time yeah. fade hey yes I, it's it's like unfortunately if, if the one thing i was i want to be wrong about is just stop giving madison carries like at this point i'm just tired of seeing madison <laughs> bang into right nobody you know it's like geez just just give us some cam acres well speaking of fades too uh Kadarius Tony bottomed out on routes run right now he's not even running routes so yeah. uh, rock bottom yeah, for him usually my strength is like being pessimistic about guys and I think like season <laughs> long we're like Tony James Williams yeah. Brian Robinson who's like trending way down yeah yeah and, uh, and then Madison was the guy I'm like hey he's gonna get carries but now I'm like I don't I don't even want him to get carries right but uh more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, our friends at Ticketmaster have got you covered as the official marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to wrap your favorite team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. And the fall season is in full swing, which means if you're like us, you're busy watching football. You might be so busy, you're looking for more convenient meals, ready to eat in just two minutes. And that's where Factor comes in. Factor can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. And this October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered 
to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash action network pod 50 and use code action network pod 50. That's five zero to get 50% off. That's code action network pod five zero at factormeals.com slash action network pod five zero to get 50% off. All right, Sean, he got four your top five tight ends. Uh, nothing too crazy here. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, uh, and I have Evan Ingram just inside my top five. I have uh, Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Laporta, and nice. Kittle. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Trey McBride. Uh, you know, his breakout continued last week. Uh, he's seen a 29% target rate over the past three weeks. I think it was a couple weeks ago you had mentioned or somebody mentioned that they, they wanted to get McBride the ball more, and they, they have uh, hold, held true to their promise. Um, he passed the eye test, too. I don't know if you saw, but he hurled over a defender after a nice <laughs> catch and run. Uh, I mean, he's starting to look really good, really comfortable uh, in this offense now. And now Zach Hurts has been placed on the IR, so you know we're going to see his playing time go way up. I think it could be anywhere between like a 70%, 80% routes run rate um you know so i i think the leash is fully coming off here uh it is a tougher matchup against a ravens defense who have yet to allow a touchdown to tight end this year but i think we'll get there with you know just catches and yards should be a pass heavy game script so uh, i have mcbride just inside my tight end one uh tier he's my uh tight end 12 to open the week Ooh, wow you are higher than mcbride and I am. Let's see. What do I got here? Told you I'm high on him. What? Yeah. Where do you have? I got a 23rd. Whoa. That's a that's 23rd. a pretty big split. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have the Cardinals doing Ertz? nothing. Well, Ertz yeah, Ertz is, yeah, Ertz is today. out today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Ertz is gone. I mean, I have I have McBride stepping in the Ertz role, uh, and and then yeah, Swaim stepping into the McBride role, and uh, yeah, I guess it's just because I don't have the let's see the Cardinals. I have Dobbs projected for like, and I guess it's Kyler. What's going on with Kyler? Is he? I, I think no chance he returns by week 11. Like, week 11 is, the, like, the target date, I think. That's okay, the last yeah. I saw. I, he's I know not he's, playing this week. It, yeah, he's practicing it or something, right? Like he's, he can practice. He's allowed to practice, right? They. Yeah, yeah. The um, see, He might not be reinstated until week 10 against the Falcons. But that's the same week Call of Duty comes out, so he might have <laughs> some uh, distractions. Um, but, yeah. yeah absolutely gonna have Dobbs at least uh two more games unless you know they want to check out Clayton Tune but um either way it doesn't seem like Kyler's coming back yeah I have Dobbs like, just right around 200 yards so maybe that's why yeah not, not, I'm not at much. 200 hmm, wonder what else yeah touchdowns maybe? We'll, I, don't, I don't know we'll figure it out later <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I'm, I'm very very high on him like I said I'm high on Dalton Kincaid he is the tight end 11 ECR. He's my tight end nine. And, you know, Dawson oh. Knox is expected to miss this game. Quentin Morris was banged up. So uh, I'm expecting Kincaid to play almost every snap and uh, <clears throat> finally get a chance to break out. I mean, he kind of had his his best, his breakout game um, in this Bills Patriots game. He caught eight passes on eight targets for 75 yards. Those are all easily career highs. So. Still looking for his first touchdown catch, but uh, again, with uh, with Dawson Knox out, that's really where I think Kincaid can uh, 
improve is that that touchdown expectancy because Dawson Knox, you know, even with them splitting reps, Dawson Knox was really getting all the touchdowns uh, from the tight ends for Buffalo. He had, yeah. uh, well, really, he just had one. He had one called back in the in the New mm-hmm. England game, I believe it was, because I remember seeing him getting to the end zone. But um, yeah, he's he's been more active in the red zone. So without him, I do think Kincaid can kind of get the volume with a better touchdown expectancy uh, in this game. So I'm projecting uh, Kincaid for over four catches for the first time. Oh, so, damn. Yeah, nice. this is uh, this is a first for, for Kincaid. So, yeah, my tight end nine to open the week. Uh, I have him at three and a half. Or did you like – do you have his like target rate going way up after his uh, 28% clip in week seven um i didn't i didn't alter anything so yeah no i have him his target rate his baseline target per route rate at 17 and a half oh. um which six, six it's 16 for the season so maybe i mean that's, that's more regression than me no oh, that yeah no that sounds fiddling with definitely anything. that sounds yeah. fair and then his routes on rate uh like 65 percent no, I have an 80, 80%, 80%. Oh, 80%. Oh, yeah, shit. That's... Remember, Knox is as happy. Yeah. So, like, now I essentially have – I took – I think Kincaid runs um, – let's see. what He – out of all of his past snaps, he blocks only about 15% of – let's see, what is he? He blocks only – he's only blocked 7.5% of the time. So, I I, I, yeah. I raised that a little because as a starter, you're probably going to have to pass block a little bit more. But yep. – um, yeah, I have him. Around, I have him starting at around eighty percent, and then Quentin Morris with the rest of the snaps, and he's questionable. So who? Do you, yeah, who knows? But um, yeah, eighty percent, and also, uh, you know, and notice cause this is a weird year. Week average wise, teams are just throwing shorter and shorter. So you're seeing like higher completion percentages, more completions, but less yardage. Um, so that could be it too. Like I'm kind of factoring that in. Like I. I tend to be a little bit above market on most uh, quarterback completion props. Just mm. because that's what I've kind of seen this year. The, the nice. average yards per completion is the lowest it's ever been. It's like 10.6 this year. So, oh. um, yeah, I think I think the books have been kind of using 11. Is, like 11 has <laughs> been kind of the the median, I guess you would say, for a completion or an average. But it's like 10 and a half now. So that's leading to a few more completions. Like when I go back and compare my numbers. So nice. I've been making it a point to kind of do that. So that could also be contributing to him getting over four, but either way, like not uh, like Kincaid, excuse me, is the top. 10. Oh no, the, the error was on my end. I figured it out. I was still giving Knox like 20% routes run, right? The, oh. <laughs> the last I looked, the last I looked, he was doubtful and it's Tuesday. What the hell am I going to do? Yeah. So I gave him like 20%. But now, yeah, no, he's definitely out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with he's, you. Yeah. You made me go through Over. a whole, like, explanation. Oh, I was oh, like, no, no. I just I, broke I down wanted, the whole well, process. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to go for the listeners. But, oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm around, like, 4.3 now, somewhere okay, in that yeah, range. I'm right there with you now. There, I, I'm, there, it was on my end. <laughs> all right. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to explain yourself to me anymore. <laughs> all right. Um, who are you low on? I'm low on uh, Cole Komet. Uh, this week, uh, you know, ever since Tyson Bajent took over as quarterback, uh, it has not been ideal for Cole Komet. Uh, he has yet to see a target on 39 wow. uh, Bajent's dropbacks. Now, obviously, Komet's not going to uh, see a 0% target rate going forward, but there's no way to spin this as a good thing. Um, so he's he's just completely off the tight end one, two radar uh, for now, I, I guess, until Justin Fields returns. Um, and I actually have like, Connor Hayward ranked ahead of him. So this is the opportunity to talk about Connor Hayward real quick. <laughs> uh, but, but he he has emerged as the lead pass catching tight end for the Steelers um, and is like a decent streaming option. Like he, he's been commanding targets when he's on the field. So I just to 
explain how bad things are for Cole Komet. I have Connor Hayward uh, now ranked ahead of him. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, Kokomet is my tight end. He's <laughs> like 38 or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he's like my tight end 15. <laughs> so oh, damn. I don't, let's see what's going on here. Uh, this one, I'm sure you're probably right. What now. is like DJ Moore out? And I, I don't even know. No, no, no. Like sometimes to open yeah. the week, uh, my passing yardage is they haven't been fully adjusted. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I probably have Bajan projected too high. I have him at 224. Um, just like oh, overall. okay. Probably should have lowered that to like two hundred ish. Yeah, I mean, I'm at one eighty five. I think his prop was cool. like one sixty five or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that our prop last week? Mac Jones versus Bajent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, that's a Jones. It's like yeah. best game of the year. Well, I mean, Bajent, like it was such a positive game script. He didn't have to throw. So yeah, maybe he could be, you know, uh, over two hundred kind of guy but yeah at least right now i have him at 185 yeah i'll probably lower him a little bit um yeah it's just like to open a week i don't make any adjustments to the, the raw yardage so it's just right. like his uh his attempts go up because he's like a 10 point underdog so that kind of um yeah that that raised the yards but yeah, yeah. i agree commit it's it, he's no longer trustable that's for sure as a yeah. as a starter <clears throat> um I'm actually low. You have Evan Engram as tight end five. I'm actually low on him. Not majorly low, but I have him mm-hmm. tight end seven. Um, you know, just uh, a little lower than the market on him. Looking at this Pittsburgh defense, they've been – yeah, Pittsburgh's number one in DVOA against opposing tight ends. So um, just a, just kind of a matchup thing with, with Engram. I think there are this week some tight ends that uh, I'd rather play. You know, Waller came back on strong. Goddard coming on so uh angram's kind of especially with you know zay jones might be back who knows um just could start seeing his targets cut into a little bit so uh tight end seven for me for angram uh okay what is going to be your prop let's uh let's go with trey mcbride receiving yards uh you already gave me a little bit of intel on your projections but i'm sticking with what i have (laughs) um let's go with 32 and a half receiving yards Ooh, I so I have his raw average at thirty three. That's that's uh okay. That's a good line. Let's see. So your median um, would be more like high twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, forgot for a tight end like him. Yeah, median would probably I have him with over three catches, so the median would probably just be him catching three. Where more. do you have his uh, routes run rate right now? 75, 75. Okay, so like yeah. right in that Ertz range. I mean, he could he could get a little um, maybe a couple more, so that might bump him up. But let's mm-hmm. see, where do I want to go with this? Baltimore is number nine in DVOA against tight ends. They're out in the fourth fewest schedule adjusted yards to tight ends. I'm I'm gonna have to go under. Um, I do think McBride sees a big bump, but this Baltimore defense has been very good, and this Cardinal mm-hmm. offense has been really tough to predict from week to week. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. I have it under. So okay. I'll take that under. All right, that is going to do it for our week eight NFL player projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode, which is out right now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. And if you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on the Action Network podcast. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. 
and uh, go join the Action Network Discord server for some extra fun. The link will be in the description. Sean's on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this done. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.